Hey, welcome to Sincere Tweets, everybody. Uh, my name is Duncan Carson. This is the show where I talk to other creative people <laughs> in Austin, Texas, where I live. I'm also, we're both going to open Diet Cokes right now. Oh, that was, yours was so much better. I sabotaged mine by doing it <laughs> you slowly. Got, you got excited. You started opening it down here. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Zad Duji of Houston, What's ladies up, man? and gentlemen. How are you? Thanks for being on the show, buddy. I, I reached out on Impulse yesterday. I'm so happy you did, man. First of all, I love you. Second of all, I love you. Thank you for inviting me to your Indian dungeon. <laughs> you guys, I asked uh, Duncan if this was a video podcast because <laughs> we're in this room right now. It, this room looks like what it's inside of Duncan's mind. I feel like I being John Malkovich to your brain. I feel like that's very accurate, to be honest. Uh, bright colors, you know cozy place to be <laughs> never described the inside of my mind that way but um we're sitting on the floor on these um sort of tufted in- i don't want to repeat myself every time but yeah last episode i was like i want it to be the opposite of joe rogan's like steakhouse bar and grill vibe you <laughs> I know love this bar joe rogan's i love this bar <laughs> joe rogan's i love this bar and grill <laughs> that's great you should just tweet that <laughs> Just tweet that. Send me that picture you took. You know, okay. I, I think I'll set that up. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I did this project ten years ago, basically when I moved to Austin to get to know all my compatriots here. Mm-hmm. And when I saw you were headlining the Creek in the Cave tonight, I was like, Yeah, let's branch out. Let's. Yeah, totally, man. So let's. Uh, you know what I want to start with, and I don't want to. It seems like everybody asks you about this, but uh, I just learned you have a formal background in music. Yeah, I have a degree in music education. And is that still an ongoing, let's say, part of your life? Um, yeah, just like, you know, uh, it is. But uh, it's right now things look, have picked up in comedy, which is a nice problem to have. Sure. And so I haven't, this is probably the longest I've gone without practicing guitar or like sitting down and playing music just because I haven't been at home as much. And then when I am home, I'm sort of, I feel lazy because I'm just like, yes. It's tough. You can sit for, and so it's. Yeah, actually, music's a music's a big part of my life, and um, uh, learning how to compose melodies and figuring out the sort of Rubik's cube that it's like a structural thing that music is. You know, it's just math. Yeah. But I feel like there's like structural components to that with comedy. That there's like very similar types of like unlocking where you're like, oh, and then even the ideas of tempo when you're on stage uh, come into it. So tempo, the musicality, the way people speak, rests, you know, silence as well. Sure. Yeah, like a like something a- I'm bad at. A call and response vibe, sort of to, to yeah. to comedy, or even a call and response vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I had I've I got this this dumb bit I've been working on. Uh, I work- thought I thought you were about to say this dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got this dumb bitch. I'm working. I don't, this is again. This is not Joe Rogan's steakhouse. Uh, but uh, no, it's just a silly. The you know we we all eat a few spiders every year in our sleep. Yeah, I love that fact. It's such a great fact. It's a great fact. I've heard many premises about it, but I've just I've just been like bringing that up. And if somebody goes like with the perfect right timing, I, I say the fact. And if I hear somebody go, "Ew," I just pounce and immediately go, "Can I have your spiders?" <laughs> and at the That's blind great. tiger the other day, it worked out perfect where I just said it and somebody was like, ew, and I was like, can I have your, it was give bing, your, bang, give boom. Your, yeah, that's great. I love that. And you can't, I wish I could plant the lady in every future show. <laughs> I did see a, I did see like some, some like tweet meme or something about it where they were like, I'm just going to eat the nine spiders today and get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> like someone thought that. Just get it over with. Get it over with. <laughs> Why not? I love that. Man. Yeah, it's it's such a. I don't think it's even like true. I feel like I I've seen it debunked, but I'd prefer to live in the reality. Yeah, it's like it's like just because we live in you know, even if it's not true, isn't it fun? So like, there's yeah. a, first of all a couple of things off the bat, which is like, it's you know in today's day and age you can um, you can look up anything and find out you know bunk it debunk it whatever. But it's like, I you know. I, I saw this video that said, like, uh, how croissants are made. And I almost clicked it. <laughs> and I'm so happy I didn't because it's like, I like the magic of yeah, every time I have a croissant. I'm like, that's, how do they do this? You don't want to think of that every time you have one? I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. Fucking thanks. Tell you what, I'm going to pause it real quick because I forgot to turn off the AC, which we don't actually need. There we go. That'll shut off presently. Anyway, I bring up music to say... Uh, because it's it it totally got me through the pandemic. Yeah, I, you're a music, you're a piano player, right? An amazing I, piano player. I was uh, I am a piano player, and then I picked up the guitar for the first time mm. during the pandemic. 
And I was wondering, depending on what state of sort of broadband practice you're in, sometimes I do this thing where I'll play the guitar for a little bit mm-hmm. and get frustrated because yeah. I'm still new. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll play the piano and feel like some sort of like, oh, the guitar's like running with weights on. And the piano, I have the full range of... And then some nights I'll then go out and do a comedy show, which I've yeah. been doing for 15 years, and be like, ah. Oh. So it's like, by the end of the night, I'm like, good luck sleeping until 4 a.m. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's the, the fun part is, well, the crazy thing about piano is like, music, all of it, you got to look, like the way I think about it in the end is, it's, you got to imagine one very long string, like okay. a, a string that could go from this side of the room to this side of the room. Okay. And piano, I mean, the way that, and maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm responding to something you're not asking or, or not even, whatever. There's no rules here. Where, well, like, okay, so the way the piano is set up, right, is that like you have individual keys and you have different lengths of that string and there's hammers in the back, like playing it like a drum. Yeah. Right. And then guitar, you take those, that same one long string and you replicate it, move it over, replicate it, move it over. So your left hand can play the range yeah of your whole arm in vertically so like piano works linearly left to right mm-hmm. and guitar works cross linear left to right and up and down which is what what's like able to make you do that so i think that there's like i've noticed like certain things like certain ways that i would i would compose a melody or, or play a progression on piano um, and i'm not like i'm not like literary trained any like or or that way like i don't really read music anymore i'm just playing to just right for myself sure yeah um but uh i was gonna say that like sometimes some things i will play on piano wouldn't make sense on guitar and then some things that you'd play on guitar when you put a piano you're like what the fuck like, yeah. it's so much dif- more difficult guitars are i mean like it's still so weird to get used to the overlap yeah coming from the the very straight ahead piano piano is so beautiful it's literally black and white too I mean, you it's... could you could tell the difference between the notes you know ah Guitar, you look at it, everything looks the same, but there's this underlying hidden code. Right? Know? Well, and, it's, and it all becomes sort of like fused together with the hand shape yeah. in your head in a much different way than the... Oh, the totally. Piano, so fluid. Totally. Yeah. But uh, so, like, you know, you've been, you've been on the road quite a bit here and there. You don't uh, bring a guitar with you or anything like that? I think it's going to come to a point where I will. Okay. Um, right now, I'm sort of... I'm trying to move out of, you know, Houston, out of Texas... Uh, and so I'm, I've sort of and, made a pact with myself not to buy anything until I move. And for one of the the coasts, perhaps? yeah, probably probably L. A. Yeah. I can't imagine. Just end the podcast here, and I'll start crying. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> you know what? Mm. L. A. Comics get L. A. prices. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I can't imagine going Texas to New York. To be honest, if I if I went one way, it would be. Well, the thing that I've noted is, or I think uh, some of us in Houston have kind of all kind of, Houston to New York makes more sense. Austin to LA makes more sense, just even stylistically. All right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, and I don't mean this in a negative way to Austin at all. I mean, this is like my sister city. I've been coming here for, you know, since I started. Throw down. Velveeta Room was my first hosting weekend ever at a club. Look at you. Yeah. All right. Um, Houston is a lot more, I think, aggressive and I don't want to say punchline heavy, but like jokey, like like yeah. boom, boom, you know, like or at least that's like the kind of culture that I grew up under. And then Austin, ha- I mean, you guys are good, but you guys tend to have more fun. <laughs> like I see it, and so I've always tried to merge both ideas. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying that Austin, there's no punchlines here, and Houston <laughs> hates everything. It's not. It's, I don't yeah, mean yeah, it to yeah. be completely. Houston's one big roast. Yeah, and yeah. Austin's like summer camp <laughs> where everybody's friendly. <laughs> Right, I'm sure you wouldn't agree to that. Mm. Uh, but I just mean, like, you know, stylistically, when I got to LA too, I see comics doing more improv funny, fun, silly stuff in, in Houston. And, and I go to New York, and it's a lot of, like, the old school sort of, like, stand-up is, like, A, B, A, B, you know. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Sort, of, sort of like a rise, fall. Because I, I feel like there's not so much, like, a like a one-liner-y set-up punchline. Mm-hmm standard as there would have been in like the 70s or 80s but right the little time i spent in Houston, i i feel like i would agree you hear a little more like cl- club-esque clubby yeah, yeah yeah that's a perfect way to put it it's more clubby and it and it's i haven't done comedy in new york so i hate to to speak out of out of turn or anything but i feel like that is broadly true of what i hear of those two scenes as well yeah 
Especially because I feel like LA has just like so much industry. Yeah, there's awareness. a lot of, there's a lot of people in LA that I feel um stand stand up. They're they're all trying to be like a Swiss Army knife of entertainment. Yeah. Where they're like, I juggle, I do improv, mm-hmm. uh look at my tap dancing, here's a little bit of stand up. What do you guys yeah. think? Make me a star. Well and, and that <laughs> like that tone you just affected. Because like I went out there for a week two thousand fifteen. Or something. It was fun. I just shows, but uh, just like this sort of, I did a couple of mics too, and the whole sort of vibe. There was just a lot of that, like, oh, I'm so like aware of me doing jokes right now. I know like, because they're not re- like a lot of those guys can do stand up, but I don't think that they are stand ups. And I think there's, and I've talked about this on podcasts before, where I do think that there's a certain thing that makes someone. Uh, this and not someone doing a rendition of it. I feel like like here's my impression of a stand up versus I yeah. am a stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. And I also think it's so funny because it's like if you think about what we do, um, ours is one of the few, th- and not to be like stand ups are incredible <laughs> as a and comedian anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you think it's like funny like that the especially right now given like the saturation of of it oh yeah i was gonna say it's the only thing I, or one of the few things where i feel like the better you do it the easier you make it look and the more people think they can do it because of how successfully uh you made it seem natural yeah to the point where you know sometimes people are like did you just come up with that and you're like what are you fucking crazy it's so so it's like you know I, when, when they say like um uh, like they'll go like uh, when someone does something hard or, or they'll be like, well, it's not rocket science. And it's like, here's the thing. I can learn rocket science. Right, right, right. You right. can't learn this. They it's should like, go like, wow, it's not stand-up comedy. There's like there's like textbooks like this thick about rocket science. Mm-hmm. And there's no like manual on how to how to do. Yeah. Comedy Bible or for me, you know, comedy Quran. Yeah, Judy, <laughs> Judy Carter, obviously. We all, <laughs> we all went to the sleepaway camp and read that. <laughs> but it is it is very uh, frustrating sometimes because it is like seeing like a magician, yeah, and just assuming yeah, that liars. you're like, well, it's like it's a magic trick to make exactly. it you look very correct off the cuff, and people will come up and they're like, well, I could probably like make the Statue yeah. of Liberty disappear, like it seemed easy for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I think especially post pandemic, people are like, oh yeah, they're they're more susceptible than I like. I did the Blind Tiger Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brennan Cano, Grady, and I did a rare road trip down there. Uh-huh. And uh, I was last up, and these two women have been talking all night. But not like heckling, just like every... I feel like just a lot of people are forgetting they're in public and not watching Netflix. Right, right, right. And just every thought is escaping their head, no matter how many comics addressed it. So I was last up, and for the first time... Maybe yeah. ever. I just like lost my Fuck yeah. Shit. Fuck <laughs> yes. Fuck yes. It like occurred to me in the moment. I was like, I can't take this for anybody else. I literally. I'm I, last. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Yes. Like just straight up yelled at them. And they were, too, they were too drunk to even get it. But it felt so good to do. Oh, I, th- I think it's one uh. of those things where like, yeah, I, I don't. I, look, my first impulse, it's not like the way it used to be. I used to be a lot more like angry and aggressive um, mm-hmm. publicly. Now I just bottle it up. Uh, but... I, um, you know, you don't want to go zero to sixty up top, but yeah. if, if if other people have addressed it, then you're talking, you know, and then you then I'm like, look, if three people have told you this, um, I have no problem, absolutely, because you're gonna go around in public and you think this is an okay way to behave, and there's a society with rules here. There wasn't that, that was why I lost my shit, because like you would be like, uh, make fun of them doing it, the whole crowd laughs because they agree with me, uh-huh. and they just keep they. Barreled straight ahead as yeah. if no reality had been acknowledged by Jesus anyone. Jesus Christ, yeah. Like animals when they shit on a rug or, you know. I did a show for all animals once. No one got a joke that I... <laughs> <laughs> what joke is that even? What am I doing a podcast <laughs> with? Yeah, I was like, that was... I did that... a show for dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> no one got it. I bombed the whole time. <laughs> is this the material? Is this thing on? Is yeah, right? tapping on the mic? One guy took a shit in the middle. <laughs> You think that's tough? I did a show for cats. They don't even, they don't even pretend like they're following along. <laughs> they didn't even want. I'm like my brain is firing off like seven different, <laughs> seven different. I like the idea of cats going to a stand-up club and be like, "Well, I'll enter when I want to enter." Yeah, <laughs> they don't immediately go in. They sniff Just it out, asking you where the the litter box is. <laughs> so, 
how do you you've been uh you've been touring a lot yeah 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 opening for people doing your own thing here and there yeah, what 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 do you do all day on the road that's my question how do you uh, fill the time when you're not getting uh, place to place i i still have like a kind of I, i'm sort of like half comedy half real job oh okay yeah, so i'm um, not full-time comedy yet and that's sort of what i'm hoping will happen with uh maybe an la move because i feel like i feel like i really am trying to do as much as i can in texas and sure. and but there's a lot of like the the thing with it, the thing that i that bothers me with other people's Im impression of what comedy is and what it takes to do it in today's age is there's a lot of like sort of fringe skills that I picked up because it's not just like, well, here's my act. And you're like, and I'm going to go sit around for a little bit and just wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like, you know, if I'm, if, if I have, if I'm on the road or whatever, then I'll, you know, I know how to set up Facebook ads for myself to put stuff, which I have to do. It's like, I'm, I, I'm okay with losing money on a show. If that means that 10 more people will come. Okay. And so I'll put up ads for myself. I'll chop up a video and it's not even for socials. Like I'm only now sort of understanding the value of Instagram reels and realizing that it's just something I have to do. And sure. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a booking travel. I mean, like, like there's so many different things coming into it that, you know, making a flyer, like, yeah, you know, there's, I, I, that's like, you know, these are just things that are coming off the top of my head, but I just mean like, you know, there's a lot of things that people don't see, like when they. Yeah. I think that a lot of people think that I just get booked because people they think I'm like nice to people. I'm like <laughs> I fucking wish it was that. Like you think I just like, I, hey, Mister, can I do? Sh I think I but think like emails nonstop at night, like two in the morning. I'm like, you know, you're you're fucking you're a business. You're your own business. You're an entrepreneur with no physical walls. Sure. Right. And no so, uh, no like punching out. Yeah, because it's just you all the it's time. It's just you, yeah. man. And you know, so you're you're saying in the general sense, it's like you're you're balancing some part time remote work. Yeah, and then otherwise, just sort of like shoring up loose ends all the time. To, Always, to, that's the best way to put it. You just said to sure stay on the road. Yeah, yeah, man. So like, you know, I'll be I'll be looking for a, a ticket somewhere to go to whatever, and then I'm like, oh, it's high. I'll look back at it in three days, and mm -hmm. back at it at midnight instead of two in the afternoon. And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I just saved 40 bucks on that ticket. And like that took two hours <laughs> to like, get that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like a lot of stuff, you know, that you're, or, or people, I've had people hit me up, you know, through Secret Group. I used to work there and um, uh, and help book there too. And I try not to never use that. I never, I don't think I've ever used Secret Group to get bookings. I've never been like, yo, get, you know, let me do your show. You can, I don't, I don't really, I try to keep those worlds separate, but I've had people hit me up for shows and then I haven't responded just because I'm like I forgot you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they never even sent a second or follow up and I go Thank I go you. why did you not say, why, and they go I don't want to bother you I go how do you think this yeah. whole thing works Here's, there's so like, you know how many times I've been up to people being like hey man I know I'm being annoying right now but that's my job my job is to annoy the fuck out of you yeah. and your job is to be mad at it but still get it that's like there's running my show has been the most healthy thing for my own like sense of like oh why didn't this person get back to me because you like because they're a human that is doing uh -huh. a million things and for 10 years your last like the last decade here people are like oh man captain reply to me should i like reply and be like hey i noticed you didn't give it i'm like don't don't mention that they didn't reply <laughs> Yeah. Just don't and don't complain about not getting booked anywhere if you're not following up every six weeks. That's a, yeah, politely that's like, yeah. oh hey, exactly. I'd love to play your show or 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 feature at your club or whatever right. it is. Yeah. Like, did you did you politely follow up and send a clip? No. Well, then don't bitch about it. <laughs> and even you know what? Like, I would say like even if you didn't send a clip, let's just say that you had something like you know, let's say you're doing stuff. Give me a couple of people you've opened for or something you've done. You can shoot me. A the way that you send a message, sometimes I won't even watch the videos because I'm like, oh, this person knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They have yeah. Been from this day to this day, here's somebody I've opened for, here's a couple of festivals I've done. You can use this person as a reference. If you want, I can send you a clip. Just hit me back. Totally got you. Great yeah. message. Hey, man, I'm going to be in there in October. Yeah. Um, do you know anyone <laughs> that can book all of my shows? And they'll be like that crazy. And you're like, hey, what? <laughs> what the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? And like, is that what you think that I'm doing? <laughs> like, it's like, you know, 
So sometimes I like I've talked to comics and I'm just like, I don't think that you get like how Yeah. Like I've told like if I could tell you like a little thing, like right now Please. the uh the Houston improv, uh uh and I, I love everyone at the Houston improv, you know, I work there a lot and I'm happy for and I'm I'm happy for it. I'm not like, you know, but I also understand that it's a little bit different. Um so when I when I started like they used to have a mic. They used to have a. They used to have a homegrown show, like a low, maybe once a month or something. Sure. Sometimes even maybe other every other week. And so a couple of those guys in the last couple of years started like recording at the Improv without people's permission at open mics. Video. <laughs> yeah, but they like go to open mic and they tape it right, and or they take a picture. You know that that uh, that uh, Facebook photo of like you in front of, the, and then it's because you signed up, and they're not really people that work there, and so the Improv sort of had this. Excuse me. <laughs> Do we get that? Do we? Yeah. Um, this has been a Diet Coke Bear Patty episode <laughs> yeah. so far. It's worth it. We both got shows later. Shout I'm not, not going to not finish <laughs> Diet Coke, if you need to ruin a podcast. I'm sorry. Wait. So these are just random people filming? or Just people that would at the time, like like if they signed up for a mic okay. at, the, at the improv. So what yeah. happened was the improv... Kind of came out. They stopped doing the mic, uh, not be- just because of that. Sort of the some of the management from I heard didn't want to do it, and the local shows kind of stopped. And then they made like a thing that they were like, "Hey, if you're gonna tape, you need to run it by us, or you need to, or you like, we need to know who you are. Sure, you know, you need to be in the roster basically to tape." And so, because all the improv also didn't want their usually, you know, their logo is right behind that person. So if somebody goes at an open mic, says some crazy ass shit, it looks like the improv sponsoring. Fair enough. Yeah. That, you know, so these things came up, but I, I talked to like some comics in the scene and I was like, I was like, have you guys got on the improv? They're like, oh, we're not allowed to go watch the show, you know, the shows. Oh, and also they were like, we don't want comics in the back watching shows. I know it became a little bit rigid. Be- Full lockdown. It, yeah. It, because so like, however, you know, I'm letting them sort of, it's not, I'm letting them figure that part out because sure. I can only control what we can control, right? So, again, I, I'm allowed to do that as a person on the roster. And I've told people, I go, if you're on the roster, you're fine. You know what I mean? But to these newer comics, I'm like, I'm like, have you even considered um, buying a ticket and just going to the bar and meeting the bar staff and grabbing a drink or two? I go, it'll cost you like probably 50 bucks, right, yeah. to do yeah. that. Yeah. And you tell them, oh, I'm a comic. Um, you know, and they'll be like, okay, cool. And I go, do that four times in a month. That'll cost you $200, right? You got one hosting weekend. It's two fifty. You just broke even. So I was like, "Have you even given it a shot?" No one has. And so I go, "When I started, I couldn't even the the word no <laughs> didn't register to me because I am a sexual predator." <laughs> hey, <laughs> but like, here's our soundbite. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like. The follow-up, this like knock, you gotta keep knocking because mm-hmm. no one's, mm-hmm. no, no one is, no one is like, hey, we gotta get that skinny Indian guy from Houston. Like <laughs> yeah. no one's doing like it's, you know, it's constant knocking. So I just don't understand why. I mean, I, I that my thing is just like as long as your relative level of like peace with the amount you're getting booked matches your level of hustle. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I could get booked more if I tried. Mm-hmm. But I don't, because I do my thing and I set up my other stuff. Yeah, and but I'm not sitting here like, oh, the oh, they're they're shadow banning me from Cap. Or, but I, I've know. sort of heard, you know, in many, you know, I've heard little amounts of uh, sh- shit talk about uh, my trajectory, growth, whatever you want to call it. And I, I'm I'm like, you know, it's fine. But I think you have a different version of why you think things are happening to me than I do. Right. I think that you think that I'm just sort of backwards falling into this <laughs> lucky. And I'm like, you're not there at the end of the night when I'm re-listening to my set four times, five times to figure out does that line work? Like, just doing the doing doing the fucking work, and that's that's kind of my, my point, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and I've I've really evolved my perception of like. You know, there's a there's there's a Cap City Comedy Club. It's a very well run club. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the way you know, there's there's a degree to which they are more likely to book people than hang out at the bar, mm-hmm. right? And that's easy to be catty about uh, yeah, in, my, yeah. in my younger years. But of like, of course they would. Like you said, they're putting in. If you spend two hundred bucks to Houston Improv, 
they're gonna be like, well, we should. Give we it. know that guy. Yeah, we know that's the guy. guy. That's the guy that we know they're from the other to, thing. They're here to be a part of things, right? Yeah. And that counts. That's work. Put you. That's yeah. put. That's that's hustle. That's that's making yourself in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I also want it to be like known that like it's if you don't drink alcohol, that's also fine. It it's because I've heard the other thing too. It's like, oh, you gotta stick around and do drugs and drink. I go. You oh. could just go. You could stick around the bar have four club sodas or one club soda yeah. for three hours. I'm just. You can hang out there. I quit drinking five years ago. It's amazing. I just buy a glass bottle of Tobo Chico's and tip really well. That's it's, exactly. It's, it's not hard. Fucking exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if you have problems being around alcohol, you have a bigger problem than oh, comedy's not whether or not you're getting booked. Yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta if you can't be if you can't be around alcohol, I don't know if I would recommend comedy. Are you? Uh, are you? Uh, how often do you go up on stage under any sort of inebriant? I, I don't... Uh, Try to avoid it? Or? If I'm at a club, the most I'll have is whatever I'm walking up with. Okay. So two shows, and then I'll have a couple of drinks after the second show. Uh, if I'm at secret group, um, it'll depend on sort of the like night. Home, home it, turf? Yeah. Yeah, it's my home club. I know that I have more leeway. I can fuck around a lot more, and it's part of the fun of it, too, because the club atmosphere there is more DIY. It's a little bit more yeah. punkish, you know? So, if I'm at a bar gig, I you know I'll probably be like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. But I try to watch. I try to watch like what the stakes are and how I feel about it, and also what position I'm in. You know what I mean? Like whether you're a host, you're featuring a headline, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that that matters. Like, if if you're a host, it's like, you know, I've I've seen a host by like the on a showcase show by the time the six comics up just be hammered, and you're like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing, man? We all we all know. Everyone here uh, knows that you're fucking shit housed. Yeah, before I moved down here, I was hosting this open mic in Milwaukee, where heard of it. There wasn't a big scene at the time, and there yeah. was no good reason to stay sober, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I would, they would do like they would they would do like a one dollar PBR special too for like comics. So yeah, there is this running joke Nobody. that that it was like the the de-evolution of man when I hosted this mic because. <laughs> Just drinking in between everybody, right? It's a one dollar PVR. Yeah, what do you what do you want from me? What do you but yeah, I smoke a little crack. Who who hasn't smoked crack when they're hosting? And like, and I I, I quit drinking. I never thought it was like that big of a deal on show nights because I try not to exceed drink tickets. But at uh, like you were saying about Secret Group, at our old show at Austin Java, like yeah. I knew the staff so well, I could just like point to a guy and he'd bring me a drink that we'd agreed upon. So people tell me stories that I about like oh you just brought me up this weird way one time I'm like <laughs> I have no memory of that but I is apologize. That, by the way, isn't that the best? <sighs> isn't that the that's like the funniest part about uh, drinking is mm -hmm. that you can just go, hey, I don't remember it. <laughs> well, that that's that's <laughs> where is like the funniest excuse. The weirdest. Well, the weirdest thing now is because there's only like four or five times I truly blacked out. Mm -hmm. But now there's all these little memories, and I'm like, I guess I was just drunk enough that 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 yeah. didn't last too long, especially in like a comedy context where it's not like my set. Yeah, I'm right now kind of going through a thing where age and yeah, it is kind of meeting at this sort of final battle, uh, <laughs> final boss. I think in the end I'll probably end up like going completely sober, but mm. out of out of nothing other than. Um, it's like that relationship was fun. We had some good times. That part is now over. And I can sort of see that it's coming. I can tell it's kind of coming because I'm, John Mulaney has this uh, uh, great joke from his first special that I love where he talks sure. about um, how frequently he would black out. And uh, he goes, one time he came in, drank, uh, saw a bottle of perfume. And he was like, is that alcohol perfume? And I drank yeah. the whole thing. He goes, it's perfume. It's perfume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so he said that he went up to his doctor and his doctor was like, well, what's happening is now, when you have one drink, your brain's like, I know this, and it just shuts down. <laughs> and it started to happen to me where when I when I black out, I'm not acting crazy. I'm actually like, yeah. I'm more talkative. Mm -hmm. I'm like kind of in a weird way philosophical. <laughs> I don't mean like yeah, no, asking no, no, no. the great questions. I'm just like, I'm talking about how I feel and like self-reflection. Oh, I'm, I'm asking the great questions. <laughs> There's a whole story about... My 30th birthday where my friends had to put me to bed, and I don't remember this. What did you do? But they were like, I was like sad. I was getting older, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
when they put me to sleep, the last thing I said, I go, why am I the way that I am? <laughs> and I was... <laughs> That's a great album title. It was, right? It's a really good album title. I was, and well, like, I, why am I, I the way that I, I am? I want to hang out with this guy, but I can't. It's like a Superman type deal. Yeah. Also, can I say that that sounds like... That sounds like a, if you broke it up visually, that sounds like a really nice one-line poem. Why am I the way that I sure. am? I th- yeah, I think of myself as a poem. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. Uh, isn't the, isn't, I always think about this. Isn't the most masturbatory thing the fact that poets exist, not that poetry exists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'd yeah. love to read poetry. I would hate to meet a poet. Oh, <laughs> my God. You know? you know, I think one time, a long time ago, my sister was like, like, why do you do, why do you like doing the comedy? It was like when I was newer. Yeah. Very early days. And I was like, well, it's like, you, but you're, you know, it's like a vulnerable thing to do. I said something very like art, artsy about it. And she's like, why don't you just like be a poet? And I'm like, well, I still have dignity. I don't like, <laughs> I can't just. You think like, you think back in the day, Walt Whitman just hang around and he'd be like, and then, uh, and everyone's like, shut the fuck up, Walt. Stop. Enough. Right. Enough. Uh, Every time uh, we try to have one fucking drink, you get into prose and it's just enough. Just cut it out. <sighs> you see, that would be like. You know what? You... Go mow those leaves of grass. <laughs> Go. What, what did you just say? Seems like you don't need us to celebrate yourself. <laughs> yeah. So you got a whole like 50 pages about how great <laughs> yeah. you are. Leaves of grass, did you say? Go enjoy that. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, but, uh, I, uh, I was, I was bringing that Mulaney thing up to say that that sort of started happening to me where, like I said, like, I'm not, I, I'm, I'll have like, there's no outbursts or anything out of the blue and yeah. I'm not even like sat and like nothing. It's just the next day I'll wake up and I'm like, Ooh, I lost a, I lost a little chunk of time there. Oof. Yeah. And I'm like, did I call somebody last night? And like, we'll have a conversation for like an hour and I just like wouldn't remember it. And so that's part of me going it's unsettling, like, yeah. That's like, yeah, that's me going like, oh, that Mulaney thing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing he said happened. Is well, it's just like happen. it's like a, a, after how many data points does it become like a pattern? Oh, the data's there. Because like, <laughs> what really broke it for me was not like some terrible incident or anything, but just eventually, the number of times that I'd woken up and be like, been like, oh, my mood really started plummeting at a certain point last night. Good thing I started drinking in that exact same moment. That's who knows how worse it could have been otherwise. But <laughs> That's fine. It's just like it just makes me it bums me out. You know, it's yeah. something about the way it it affects my brain. Um, that that being me, said, it, yeah, I do smoke a lot of weed. So. Hey, you know that's something I stopped. I don't smoke anymore. Not for you. No, I could do a little. I, sometimes I grab like those um, uh, edible edibles, like the the two point five milligrams. Um, Sure. They're mints. It's a real smooth ride. Yeah. Really, just it's a soft little flick of the nuts. Mm. <laughs> just a, <laughs> I don't know why. It's a, just a little tap of the nuts. Tap, 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 <laughs> uh, right before I go to bed, I'll have one, you know. But that's about, I sure. mean, that's it, you know. Like if I'm, um, I don't know, like if we're out and someone's like smoking a joint or whatever, I don't really, I don't really get in it because I'll just sit there and be like, <sighs> Like look and they're like, Why are you breathing? I'm like, what are you talking about? That's I think how... I think of weed the same way uh I do like doing stand up or what where where people be like, Oh, it makes me too anxious and I'm like, I can see why it would. You know, I enjoy it, but I understand it's not for everybody. I used to smoke a lot. Sure. Then I, when I the first year I started stand up I stopped. Wow. Because I c I couldn't make both worlds work. I like to go up a little stoned when circumstances allow. I that happened to me one time uh, recently in the green room at the secret group where they were Ooh. smoking inside, and I went up and I went, "Hi," <laughs> like it was like the rhythm was on, and then I went, "Oh man, I think I got a little uh, secondhand buzz there," and then I got quiet and I go, "Anybody else's penis tingling?" <laughs> like that, got some laughs, but uh, it just I'm that's oh, that's pretty great. It's all over the place, you know. Honestly, I wanna. Can I be shameless and, and run a bit by you? Oh, what are you, that's my oh, fucking... fuck are we here to do? All I do. Well, I, th- I did... Um, I have one friend now. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Gagnon used to run the show Stone Drunk Sober. Yeah. And it, it, like, out of a dim memory thing, I remembered saying this on stage on Team Stones. Uh-huh. Uh, and I want to make it, like, a better actual bit now. Yeah. It's like, because I love being stoned. I don't like being stoned in public. Right? Because yeah, when yeah. you're stoned in public, you're like, they're going to know. Yeah, yeah. But... You're so stoned that you forget 
who they are and what they're gonna know. That's right. So you're like, like they're gonna know that I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> like you're just like they're gonna know, and I keep. I'm trying. I don't know where to take it to like my deepest regrets or something. But you're just like, oh, they're gonna see right through me. Yeah, everybody right now. I think. I think. Oh, on that one, I think you can go the long form on it. I have a bit right now about uh about um, edibles, how it can be silly, but it can also take a left turn. Mm. And I almost slipped like in the shower, like Ooh. one one, and I go like that's a slip where like you almost died. You're like we almost that was it. And then I took an edible, and I was like, "What if we thought about that for seven hours? <laughs> Just replayed the shower slip, <laughs> and then it it I kind of go through the the whole mental process of like, oh, you really have to try to get out of the shower these days. Got to be careful. And yeah, they're gonna find your dead body, and your dick will be shriveled down because if it was wet, and the cops will have to draw a line, and then draw a line around the dick, and then one cop will be like, don't you know? And then you're like, oh, I took too much. I took too much. <laughs> yeah. But I think that if you if you I think if you pull the thread on that. The mental, sort yeah. of how dark and deep that mental yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, dive can be. It's funny. It's funny because like there's so many things where I feel like you. I'm reluctant to to you 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 think of like a premise. and You're like everyone's done this. Like it's oh like I'm on drugs in public stories. Yeah, I can think of like six from. Like David Cross, from yeah. like buying shit on acid or whatever. Right, right, right. And I'm like, no, but if you take it, if you go for all the way into your own head, yeah, and make it specific to you, that too. And also, part part of me is like, right now with comedy, and it's just maybe that this after a while. Um, I don't believe myself to be a hack, and I do believe myself to have good, yeah, intuition, yeah. So if I want to do something because I like it, then I just do it. Do you and, think? You know what I mean? Like if someone's like, that's the, this thing, and that's that, I'm like, okay, how exact is it? Do you think even, do you think the hacks know that they're hacks? No. <laughs> Nobody thinks they're hacks. I only, I, I will say some I have heard are aware, but they like, they're humble about it. Okay. Like old school hacks maybe? Just people that have a different, again, everybody wants different things from comedy. And as I've learned that, mm -hmm. I've also, I've silenced my own, uh, you know. Snobbery? Of, yeah, well, vocalization of why that's wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I guess you could call it snobbery. <laughs> but like I met, like I did like an, I did like a open up for a YouTube guy. <laughs> and I'm opening up for, I'm on the, here's the, okay. I opened up for one YouTube guy whose name I, won't mention because this is not a good yeah. story. Okay. And um, uh, he, you know, came out, he's doing a lot of hack shit, and uh, I'm watching the act, and uh, a lot of his team is watching me watch him to see if I think it's funny. Oh, no. And I don't, I'm not going to break. I'm like, if I, you know, I'm a loose laugh, but if I'm also, but I'm also, I feel hard on myself as a stand-up. I feel like I, I am personally. Yeah, and I have a lot of opinions about stand up, and you know, I, I think you should. I think if you're a comedian, I'm, you a, sh I'm fucking a tough should. nut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm watching it, and I'm just like, and then there's certain things that are making me laugh. But then, like, he comes to the green room, he's like, that that bit was was. Uh, he goes, that bit was 12 minutes long the other night. Now it's 16 minutes, and he was like happy about it. And I was like, it should be two, <laughs> two. And the fact that you think that longer is better. So he's a YouTube guy, and that's why he. I don't feel like he's generating content. So I think yeah. that he's like he uses his stand up. I I think he has different versions of what he enjoys in stand up and so he's more of an entertainer in that regard. Sure. Um then I open up for this guy uh Noel Miller who's also a YouTube act uh who I'm doing a couple of dates with in the next it, later this month. Sure. And this guy uh, I'm watching it, and you know, when media then told me YouTuber, I'm sort of skeptical, but I'm also again, you know, it's work, and I just shut up. And uh, he was so sweet, messaged me on Instagram, thanks for filling in last minute. It's a two man act. I go up and do my set. I watch his. Uh, I think I had a, a drink, talked to him a little bit, watched the next set, and I'm watching his set. I'm like, this guy's like a fucking stand up. I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. And it, and afterwards, we're talking. I was just like, he's like, well, I started off as a stand up, and I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I could, you reek of it. You reek of stand up, buddy. I mean, does he do something else on YouTube? Is well, that... yeah. So he's sort of like, he does a lot of like cool videos. I mean, they're all over the place in terms of like, it's not one thing. Okay. So, he's but just a YouTuber. 
Yeah, and so like he and all of his material, it's like the hour he's touring right now is called My Darkest Hour. And it's like he has jokes where he's like, I grew up and my mom had two phrases. It was stop crying and kill yourself. <laughs> and all the uh, his manager is telling me that a lot of the, the people that see him on YouTube are A younger and yeah. B have never been to a comedy show before. Sure, sure. So yeah. and they've never seen the side of him. So he's doing all this really dark material and he's a really dark uh humor person. So we're like you know, getting along swimmingly on Love the green it. room. And yeah, yeah. it was the most fun I've had in a, in a green room working a weekend with someone in a long time. And what's funny is he's like, I started off as a stand-up. One of his jokes is about how every YouTube video starts by, and he does like an act out of putting a gun to his head and pulling the chamber. And he goes, how are we, YouTube? And he puts the gun down and starts the, f yeah, it's fucking what? like, it's it's dark. Yeah. And um, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I started off as a stand-up. And, you know, it's really, it's really is and has always been my main passion sure but this thing took off and i've also done this but i'm touring this and i was like dude i could tell yeah you from can, miles away you that, can tell that i'm like you have an act and you're also chiseling and like it's it's great and it's it's going through a side of you that people don't even know which is i think a lot of what stand where stand-up is going right now where people want to learn more about the comedian than and i'm trying to do the opposite i, I want you to learn nothing from me <laughs> and I want to go the full Seinfeld route, sort of, of like, of just nothing's happening. Okay. Almost nothing's happening. Okay. But um, I bring that all up to say is like, you know, these two guys are YouTube guys, and they had different goals. Very different goals. And as I've learned that, it's, it's you know, um, made me more open to certain things and more quiet about holding my own opinions to myself. Yeah. I've definitely gotten a lot less... <clears throat> precious I guess about the distinction between you'll see somebody like known for other stuff do something that's kind of like a stand-up special yeah and you could watch it and be a be a be catty about it. like like yeah. uh what's her name Broad City Alana Glazer had an Amazon mm -hmm. Prime like thing where she's just like like preaching to her fans like I don't yeah. I don't think she really did a ton of stand-up no. historically but like of course she gets like a comedy special mm -hmm. or the the lip-syncing to Trump girl during the pandemic, Sarah Cooper? Oh, I don't think I know that video. I, well, I mean, like, I didn't watch her videos, and I didn't watch the Netflix thing just uh -huh. to be a bitch about it. Because it's not like they're edging stand-ups out of certain opportunities. Exactly, and that's the other thing, too. It's no one is, if, if anything, when these people come in, they're doing, like, you know, fucking Wednesday, dude. Yeah. Like, at a club or whatever. So, I've, I've, so like... People were like, remember that porn star that Stormy, yeah. Stormy Daniels came in and were like, can you believe it? And I go, yeah, do you think that club was going to be open on that Wednesday? Yeah. That club's trying to make some money that night. So, And when Stormy Daniels comes out, you're not you're not, not working Wednesday anymore because she's out here. <laughs> Stop it. Just fucking... She took that Wednesday night headline from me. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you... Just shut the fuck up, man. And so, yeah, it's, you know, it's if it, it is a lot like music, too. It's like if you want to... Um, if you can build a fan base, that's your goal, and your goal is to sell to your fan base. It's really yeah, good. you know, <laughs> what it's are... not to be like as I used to think that it was about. It used, I used to think that stand up was about being as accessible as possible. And mm. while that's true in terms of learning how structure and the bare bones of stand up work, because you do want to be funny to different audiences, you also don't have to like fucking go out of your way. If, you know someone else's audience doesn't like you it's like well they're not gonna they're never gonna like you. that's yeah it's not your shit you know you know yeah so, i used i used to be like never blame the crowd guy and now yeah. huh, there's some bad crowd so fucking blame the there's, crowd there's, there's there's i'll blame the crowd in the middle of a joke i'd be like that one's just for me yeah sorry guy <laughs> like to see how the rest of the set's gonna go well well i'll i'll, I'll throw you some bones <laughs> i have i can definitely i don't know I'll say that um you mentioned just now you want to you want to go full Seinfeld which is to say you you're going up there you don't your goal is maybe to just tell jokes in the abstract no I just my dad asked me this question it was funny the dad asked me like a legitimate stand-up question which I was kind of like <gasps> impressed with I Love was like it. yeah all right uh good job buddy uh but he's like you know he's there's a couple of stand-ups that you know I'll, I'll get at the table for them or you know, if I'm on the show or not on the show, if I just think that they're going to like that, I'll tell them um, to go. Sorry, just making sure. Uh, cool. Yeah. Um, I'll tell them, like, yeah, go go check this guy out, and I'll, you know. Uh, plus, it's like a date night for my parents. So I'm like, just go and have a have 
get away from me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, they seen a couple of, so my dad was like, I've seen a couple of these guys and I feel like they all have a sort of story to tell. Mm-hmm. And like, like they saw Nemer and Nemer told about uh, Lebanon and they're like, we saw Mo Amir and Mo had this whole story about being a Palestinian refugee and coming to America and touring and, and going back and seeing the mosque and, and all, you know, you know, and he's like, do you, do you have that? And I was like, honestly, the thing that I like to love about Seinfeld uh, was that like in the late 80s, 89 was the pilot in the early 90s when they took off, was that that was a time during um, where <clears throat> f- f- um, uh, sitcoms had like a family theme and a catharsis. Yeah. So they learned something and everyone figured out and we don't do that anymore. Yeah, that was the like personality-based sitcom right. boom. You know, yeah. With Roseanne. And they came up and they were like, no one learns anything. In fact, people just get worse. Yeah. And uh, the characters are not likable. And and in that way, there's a Stuart Lee quote that I love. It's like such a snide, amazing uh, quote about how the, the type of, you know, comedy he does and I'm nowhere near uh, what I think is uh, his, the way that he constructs it, and I don't really want to be whatever. But I'm just I'm I'm saying that to say like um, I like writing jokes that make me laugh sure. and ideas that make me laugh, and I don't really give a shit if they reflect. Um, it's like you know when they would ask like Bob Dylan like what does the lyrics mean, and he's like, well, if I told you what the lyrics mean, I wouldn't have written the fucking song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like I, I'm doing whatever I think is funny. That's me being myself Mm -hmm. you don't need more of me you are getting me via the process of seeing me yeah so when people are like how come you don't talk about your background i'm like i don't fucking want to (laughs) that's why it's as simple as that because i don't care i I don't give a shit you give a shit because you see my brown skin and my fucking name and you're like make it fit what i think it should be and i'm like if you didn't want that go watch those other guys do that I that's, have a joke right now about why the KKK puts the sheet on the horse. That's like, I, <laughs> that's what I, I, know. I feel like that is something obviously I'll never understand because when I walk up on stage, everybody's like, but I hope this straight white dude talks about his struggle. You're straight? So I feel like on the contrary, that means like when I get into personal shit and it works, it's overcome like a certain like this was entirely unnecessary, but mm-hmm. you connected with it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but and you know if you're able to do that and that's something that interests you, yeah, and that is you. But that's that's sort of my. I, I just I'm tired of seeing like interracial people or like Indian dudes get up there and just and I'm tired of them existing. <laughs> I'm tired. They'll go up there and like my dad wanted me to be a doctor, but I wanted to be a, mom yeah. wanted to be an engineer, so then I said comedy. And you're like, if I hear this fucking setup again, oh I'm gonna kill somebody. I go over there, you know what I say to them, Duncan? I say, hey, go back to my country. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, all. I just, I just don't want to be like the thing that th- people think that they're supposed to I see. I mean, like, he, here are some thoughts that I had that I think are funny. Is like, in a way, the most like sincere and vulnerable you can be. You know, <laughs> please come to my show tonight and tell them. <laughs> please tell them. I'll cold open you at the gate. Just be like, this guy is being his truest, most authentic self by being snarky. And he and... doesn't need your fucking judgment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start drinking again. Yeah. Just yeah, by yeah. being, just by being in my general atmosphere. Ah. <laughs> uh, you got know what? He's right. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's, like, any sort of higher expectation that... that well, and I, but I feel like that has been something the last 10 years, especially the, like, post-Marin, you know, sort of comedy accessibility boom. Right. Of just, like, well, you gotta be your whole authentic self, and that has to be accessible to people all the time. I'm like, I don't think it does. I feel like, uh, you know, I've, I've recently been... I read some article about like TikTokers and they start to go through like burnout after like a year mm-hmm. of just trying to make like two, three videos a day about their fucking life. Like cannibalizing yourself for content like constantly is, is kind of unhealthy when you. Yeah. And so we're on the upswing right now, right? Because people are still forgetting to, that your job isn't, your job isn't to be a conduit for everybody else all the time. Your job is to say, Here's a little slice of my life to share with you. 
And however big that slice gets, that's great, you know. Um, some people are okay with sharing more. Some people are okay with sharing less. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fine, but you got to do the thing that works for you. Uh, and you also really, at the end of the day, do want to enjoy your life, whatever that yeah. means to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's, you know, like I said, like with Seinfeld, he's a more private person mm -hmm. generally, and his act, I mean, I wish I could write that way because it's like Mulaney too. They write this very clean, um, symphonic way. I don't have yeah. that rhythm in me when I talk or, or or when I even present myself. I'm very sort of jerky. It's more Kramer. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I would, I'm just saying like, but, you know, the thoughts, I feel like uh, they're, they're jokes. I, this is things I, I, this is things that make me laugh and intrigue me to talk about. That's why I'm talking about Folks, them. these are the jokes. These are the jokes. These are the jokes. And, it, and it's definitely like kind of like a like a full circle thing where because i'll get into personal stuff still yeah but i feel like when i started i I was very young and i didn't have any interesting shit about my life to talk about yeah that, that and i and i was a lot more guarded so i did like wordplay stuff and like all this this kind of goofy stuff and mm -hmm. now it's come all the way back around to like the spider thing and just like whatever yeah. i think is funny that fucking day that's what it is that's all it is it's all it is it's like you want me you're getting me yeah. If you want more versions of myself, I don't know what to, to I don't know what to tell you. you know? Do you uh do you aspire to any other mediums before we go here? Or is it like you mean musically or I mean well I mean like like brass tacks, how many people make a living just doing stand up? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So a lot of people have the general like, well, I just want to make a creative living yeah. ultimately. Maybe. I'm in the yeah. Maybe ditch this this day job, halftime or whatever. I mean, yeah. But like, but would there be some other format that, you know, punch up guy in a writer's room or? Oh, you're saying is there anything other than comedy that's comedic related? I'm saying if all your dreams came true, what would it look like? Um, okay, that's a fair question. Yeah. Um, I just actually, again, was talking to my, telling my dad about this because I also, like, I'm working on a music album. I haven't for a couple of years. Kind of Hell like, yeah, Very dude. quietly, and it's very piecemeal. It's taken, yeah, yeah. like, four years. It's such a long process. Um, I also draw and paint, and uh, that's something that was a bigger part of my life prior to stand-up and in the beginning of stand-up. Yeah. I was a writer in college before I did stand-up. Oh, really? So, yeah. It's... Well, it doesn't show, Doug. <laughs> So sorry. <laughs> so, so sorry. <laughs> I can't. Like, uh, that stuff just makes me laugh. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, so I've just been thinking that recently I haven't, you know, a pandemic sort of re-inspired that. I was like, oh, yeah, I miss this. I really want to do this. And sure. I, um, my ideal dream situation would be uh, that I have a massive live-in studio, Ooh. not studio apartment. Studio, okay, complete, you know, big concrete, just thing, uh, where a corner of it is dedicated to the visual medium. Love it. A uh, corner is dedicated to the auditory part, music, uh, whatever I feel works there, and then a part of it is sort of a writing one man show thing that you're putting together, where, and that people trust that whatever project I'm working on or working to release is going to be worth seeing, which is why I kind of just love Kanye, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> like when yeah. people told him everything they said that he couldn't do, he did. And they were like, you're a beat maker, you can't rap. Of course, you know, back-to-back yeah. -back amazing albums. And he's like, oh, you can't do fashion. <laughs> I mean, literally every sneaker was designed around his version of what he thought sneakers should be. Adidas boots, they all go around his music. So... Um, I don't think that I think that he's done a thing where when he puts his name on something, people anticipate it coming out. If if Kanye put out a movie tomorrow, not you know even his documentary, I was saying if Kanye put out a literal like I'm directing a movie. Sure, yeah. I'm sure people would be running to go see it. Oh yeah, and I that is my I want to be a person of integrity. Well, good luck. No. <laughs> <laughs> Starting from zero, so you know we'll get there. Some... No, that's that's. I guess I guess well, in good the... luck. <laughs> that was just so well put. I was like, there's no real. <laughs> it's so, so funny. 
I just thought it would just be so fun to derail it somehow. And that's what I came up with. Oh, good luck. So, I mean, like, I felt like I've gone through this so many times where I majored in writing. That's kind of hard to crack into. Just cold out of college or oh, whatever. come on. Go work at the writing store. Yeah, just go. <laughs> They'll get past the writing store eventually. <laughs> uh, but so then stand-up became like, oh, this, like, Flag to plant, in yeah, the, in, yeah, the, yeah in, totally. the, in the in the in the fucking sand where I'm like I'm a comedian and that's like I moved down to Austin to double down on it, yeah, and it's who I am. Right, and right. the more I let go of that and kind of get into music and uh, yes, back into opportunities like I played drums for uh, my partner's act awesome. on South by Southwest, fucking incredible, man. Last week, yeah, that's, uh, that's the shit. And like, so people are like, what? And like, there is um. There were people that I knew from comedy uh-huh. stuff at that. There was at the Creek in the Cave, ironically. Nice. So it's like, you play drums? I'm like, yeah, it's just something I've been sitting on. It's mm-hmm. not important to me to be defined by like one particular ambition. Yeah. You don't have to compartmentalize, you know, coming in as an actor into college. That's why I was a theater kid. I got in as an actor. I learned I hated actors. I left. Sure, yeah. Started doing uh, music. And I was like, I'm not an actor. And then I started doing comedy. I'm not, I'm... And then I realized um, in the end, it's you. There's no. You're not defined by what you do. Those things are defined by you touching them. So um, just be you. And if you decide tomorrow to become an accountant, you'll become an accountant the right. most Duncan way possible. Well, that's that's uh, that's like you're the you're the real work. You carry it all around exactly. with you, no matter what. So. Yeah, it takes a while to sort of reach. I think for people to mentally, because we're a lot of people are associated with their identity yeah. of the work that they do. Yeah, and it, you know even like you know like. Uh, in countries like uh, I believe, like like in France, you know, if you like those dirty idiots, but <laughs> France, it's it's like a considered impolite or rude to ask them what do you do when you meet somebody. Really? Because, yeah, because it's like that's not who the fuck I am. That's my job. What do you fucking ask me what I do for? Wow. Yeah, and so it's it's a it's a brilliant. Uh, you, you hope that that's where you want to get to life wise. You know, you want to get to where. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully you're defined by what you do, but not limited to that definition. I mean, ho- yeah, hopefully you're like known for it. Yeah, and then people people go down the rabbit hole of like all these other things, perhaps. Or... I look at look at like, like people like John Lennon. Like, you know, I, I I've always admired. Uh, I'm unique. I like John Lennon. <laughs> Have you tried pizza? Uh, <laughs> Have you tried Diet Coke? <laughs> Diet Coke. It all comes back around. Hey. But uh, yeah, you know, Lennon was like. You know, obviously, amazing musician, but then became an abstract sort of uh, political artist. Uh, later, was a writer, wrote a book called In His Own Right, was a poet, had all these drawings he would always do, was in a movie. Just became this person that I think that, you know, music might have been something that gave him a core. Yeah. Uh, Donald Glover, same, oh. you know, community to unbelievable, just unbelievable output as, a, as a musician. Yeah, started as a 30 Rock writer. Exactly. So I look at that. And I look at those people, and I go, "That's like, you get it. You you now have the freedom to do whatever you want." And uh, how paralyzing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this has uh, been a ton of fun. We should probably uh, plug any upcoming shows. I'm just gonna go ahead and, and put it out tomorrow, the first. Uh, that'll be Friday, because today's Thursday. You're uh, you're about to hit the road again, I believe. Yeah, I'm uh, opening up. F- when is this coming out? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, I'll be opening up for uh, Whitney Cummings. Uh, to uh, what tomorrow. does she smell like? Um, was, I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, dude, you know what? <laughs> Not good. Do you know what, dude? <laughs> like fucking success. <laughs> <laughs> I think like I, money. I think. So, sorry, that was a, that was a thing Zendaya Zendaya did on you know where like on Jimmy Fallon they do the mean tweets. Sure, yeah. yeah. Someone said something like, um, "I bet Zendaya's shoes like smell like shit," and then she took <laughs> her feet smell like shit, and then she took her shoe off. She smells. She goes, "Nope, smells like success." <laughs> <laughs> and, like got like this huge applause break. Just fucking so, brilliant. Celebrities are so charming. They're just like us. Did you know them? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, on the on the on tour with Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings. Uh, Tomorrow the Paramount, Saturday in Dallas, Sunday in San Antonio, next week in Houston and in New Orleans, and then I'm on tour with Noel Miller uh, in Milwaukee and hey. in Indianapolis. Well, do you know where you're playing in Milwaukee? Uh, yeah, the, whatever that club is. The, oh, it's the Bloomington Improv. 
the Milwaukee Improv, I guess. Like that's the Milwaukee it. Improv. Okay, yeah. they must have rebranded. It used to be yeah something else. And then Indianapolis afterwards, and then that's it for right now. Exciting. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Excited. I'm excited to uh, to get booed in the north. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you can reach the podcast sincertweets at gmail.com. I'm A. Duncan Carson everywhere. And if you live in Austin, I host a show every Friday night called Sure Thing at the Fallout Theater. It's Andrew Friday. Arolfo's doing it tomorrow, right? He is. Yeah, he just texted me. Yeah. Yeah. We got a, a, a bunch of fun guests tomorrow. Dude. It's part. Of, it's like Fallout's like anniversary week. Oh, that's amazing, man. But yeah, we've been we've been drowning in out of out of towners lately. Always always happy to have the lineup kind of book itself. That's great, man. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll see you guys at the next episode. And once again, thanks for being here, man. Dude, thanks for having me. This was great, man. Yep.